you know, for somebody who's listening to this, maybe understanding uh, a little bit about how, how strong you are in your habits, what would you tell somebody who wants to cultivate more habits beyond just the decision? You know, how do, how do you, how do you walk somebody back when the habit has maybe fallen off or how do you like, you know, what more would you say about kind of cultivating the right habits that lead to that consistency and that integrity? Mm, So many ways I could approach this, but I'll circle back to something that you said earlier about momentum. That's a really important Welcome to the Superhero Academy podcast. I'm your host, Archangel. Hello, superheroes, and welcome to another edition of the Superhero Academy podcast where, uh, well, this one, uh, I'm honest, I've never been this nervous to do a podcast, so much so that I'm screwing up my intro. My mission is simple, to make you a better storyteller. And today, man, man, do I have a story for you. Um, I'm here with a phenomenal friend, uh, somebody who's been a deep mentor of mine for a long, long time. He's a repeat guest on the podcast many times over. His name is Philip Drillet. He's, I mean, at this point, I can't even say friend. Your brother at this point, in my personal opinion. I call him my consigliere, or we kind of, we, we use this term. Consigliere in, in Italian means counsel. It's essentially, uh, if you've ever watched The Godfather, for example, there's, you know, the head honcho, the, the, the kind of mob boss, if you will. And then there's the counsel. There's people who support the, you know, the people who are, are, you know, making moves, let's say. And so today we are not only doing kind of a normal podcast, but we just put in what is sure to be the spiciest wings we've ever <laughs> encountered in our life. We are doing the hot ones challenge. So if you switch over to this camera over here, you've got these 10 hot sauces. If you've never seen the show, it's a show that is on YouTube um, by a channel called First We Feast. There's a, um, a host called Sean Evans, who where they essentially take 10 progressively hotter sauces and you lather the wings in them and you go as far as you can. And many people complete it. It is very, very hot. I mean, we're talking about literally world record, Guinness World Record holding hot uh, sauces. I'm particularly worried about the bomb because I've I've had a traumatic experience in my past, and I'll get into that when we when we talk about you know, when we get into the episode. But before we get there, before we get to the hot sauces, before you see grown men cry, my or at least I I think I'll cry. Uh, thanks, Phil, for for joining us. Thank you for doing such a fun podcast. First of all, I, I I'm always so amazed to do something so fun. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. And as we talked about before, there's a nice mix of excitement and nerves in the air. Uh, so I think we're about to have a great experience. Yeah, yeah. So um, first of all, take me back to uh, the beginning of when we met. I mean, you know, Aaron asked that question. You know, somebody might have seen an old podcast. Somebody, Some people might already know you or me or know our dynamic. But I would love to hear a little bit about how we first met because I think the story of how we first met also speaks to the journey that you were on way back when, right? What you were doing, what you were creating with the feel good lifestyle and all the different things there. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about you, your journey and, and some of the things you were, you, you know, you were doing then and maybe how we've gone to here. Sure. Well, so we're recording this in, in Montreal today and that's kind of where the story starts. So we're both from the South of Montreal around here and 12 years ago, graduate college, go into the corporate world, 
and have a disastrous experience. <laughs> just didn't know what I wanted in life and, and to work corporate, which is not for me. Mm-hmm. So after a disastrous year, I decided that I need to take a step back and figure out my life. And the way that I thought I could do that was to go to Australia, do an MBA, but really buy myself some time. Mm-hmm. Go to the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Western Australia in Perth, literally other side of the globe from Montreal. Yep. And now I had 18 months to get a graduate degree, which was nice, but mostly just step away from everything and, and find out who I am. Yeah. And so, and we share that in common. That mm. is the first place I ever went to my first ever backpacking trip. I had the same mentality. It's like literally the furthest place on the planet from mm. Montreal. Um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to add that we both share that destination as like a, a finding yourself or a kind of recalibration of, of our own stories, if that makes sense. For sure. And Australia has this appeal for us Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's far, it's kind of sexy, it's sunny. Mm-hmm. So I went there and when I got there, right before I left, I had read a book on my mom's bookshelf. This is when I was unemployed and just really like in the muck. And I found this one book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I picked up that book and I was like, this is interesting. It's like a book on becoming a better version of yourself and learning tricks to be more effective. I had no idea. This was like a new genre for me, but it kind of piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. So I get to Australia and immediately I was like, you know what, let's, let's explore that some more. And I really felt like I had 18 months to reinvent myself. And there's so much power in going on these journeys away from our home, away from our friends, where we can really be whoever the heck we want to be. There's no societal expectation of us. Mm-hmm. So I started reading these books and applying what I'm learning. So back then, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, uh, Brian Johnson, and really having this epiphany that the passion I used to have as a, as a young athlete, as a swimmer, mm-hmm. was really a passion to optimize my own potential. Mm-hmm. And swimming was the avenue, but now I could expand that to relationships, productivity, business, etc. And this was like epic for me. And so I start applying these strategies and I decide to write about it on my blog. I had this little travel blog called Living the Australian Dream, <laughs> which was just about stories of partying and meeting Australian girls and surfing and 12 of my friends from here would read it. But as I start to discover this whole other stuff, I went from like, hey, here's my party story on the beach to how to find your life's purpose. Mm. And I thought this was brilliant. And my audience of 12 was like, yeah, what, 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 what's that? Like, what, what happened to the Australian <laughs> what, girls? Yeah, we want to hear about the 4 a.m. taxi ride that <laughs> went wrong or whatever. And yeah. I was like, well, well, but finding your life's purpose is so much more important. Mm-hmm. So quickly realized that this wasn't uh, the right platform. So I created a new blog called The Feel Good Lifestyle and started to really write about my stories, my experiments with optimal living, with personal development. Mm-hmm. So not just writing like, hey, here's how, here's why cold showers are good. It was hey, I did a 30-day cold shower challenge. Let me tell you what happened and how it changed my life. Mm -hmm. And so a little bit in the spirit of what we're doing today, just doing comfort zone challenges, trying experiments and writing stories Mm -hmm. about them. And that really took off. And so this is 2011. Uh, Meanwhile, you're in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can say how you came across it and and, and what was your experience? Yeah, my experience was basically you had written an article about um, being limitless. It was uh, when the movie Limitless came out. So if you haven't seen the movie, it's a, you know, uh, what's it? Bradley Cooper takes a pill. These pills are almost like a speed of sorts or some kind of upper, and they make him 
use more of his brain. Essentially, he becomes smarter. He becomes more efficient. He becomes just like the, the man that we all kind of want to be. It's almost mm-hmm. like you're, it's, a, it's his version of Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it, right? And so he's kind of living this lifestyle and he's becoming limitless. And you wrote this blog on High Existence, which is this website that I had kind of, I don't even know how it stumbled across originally. Well, actually, I, I, this one I wrote on the Feel oh, you're, Your Lifestyle. You're right. You and they republished it in a whole and bunch of outlets. Republished it exactly. And then I found I found it because of a, a an app called Stumble Upon. Mm, yeah. So I was using something called Stumble Upon, which was super huge for High Existence at the time. High Existence was really like the leading edge kind of blog that was talking about alternative states of mind and thinking. It, they had a you know large swaths of of, of material on psychedelics and. This is one of like I, I would say a very pioneering type blog by one of our dear brothers Jordan Lejuan. And so I, I read the article and then realize you're from Montreal. Mm. And so I reach out to you and I'm like, man, this is super cool. Like I would love to write on High Existence too, and I would love to meet you one day. And like you know, it, Jordan seems really awesome. I would love to like get to know like both of you, you know. And uh, you just so happen to be coming back. Like I think of, like a few weeks later. Yep. So you're like, how about this? When I get back. We'll set up a time, and then we ended up meeting at uh, whatever Cafe Depot or something in Saint Bruno. Second cup, yeah, second cup, yeah, yeah. Very, very unglamorous beginnings, but it was fine. But we had a nice meeting, and and we had a good time, and uh, we decided to take on, ironically, another challenge, which was one of the times that we hung out. We ended up making a video about of us speed reading a book uh, each, and we so you taught me the techniques of speed reading, uh, reading with your finger, going back and forth, different things, and essentially we started building this kind of deep bond and relationship. Um, and then you also connected me to Jordan, who ended up becoming a huge figure in Valhalla, which is the farm that I'm, I'm running outside of Montreal and all these things, which at the time didn't have a name. I, I mean, literally in my second ever conversation with him, he moved. He was like, I'm moving to Montreal. And the third time I ever spoke to him, he was in Montreal and we met for the first time and we moved in together. So the ripple effects were deep and big yeah. quick, yeah. right? Like the speed reading, all the things that you were doing, the blogs that you were doing. I thought you had... Um, from a literary perspective, the way that you shared not only information, but the experience of it, I thought was very, um, like, intriguing and very, like, well thought out and written. Mm-hmm. And in a world where I think blogs are always, like, quick fact, you know, 800 words or whatever it was, like, your blogs were lengthier and, and like, really thought out. Like, you you had clearly put a lot of energy and effort into it, and I noticed that right away. Um and so, yeah, so we, we kind of start building this bond. We end up hanging out. We, we, we go to a festival together called Oshiaga. We have all these fun experiences. And I don't have to go into the details of all of those things. But the, the idea was um, I had never actually really read what I would consider to be a personal development book at that time. Mm. So I had been exposed to entrepreneurship because I'd been an entrepreneur since the age of 18. I had sold my first business. Um, at that time, I had bought the farm very soon around the time I met you um, uh, with my father and a bunch of stuff. But I had never, I, the most personal development I'd ever really been exposed to was maybe like the four-hour work week with mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss, which was personal development to some degree, but it was more like habit development and, and leaning and business, business. And yeah. leaning business, right? So I would say that the meeting you was actually the first time that I ever realized, number one, personal development is a thing. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a field of study that I have not necessarily touched. And it becomes a state of mind once you really get into it. But yeah, it's it's like a whole 
box of, of chocolates that you open up. Totally. And then certain terms, maybe not right away, but soon after that meeting, you started kind of adopting this peak performance mindset. Yeah. And I always loved and admired the background that you had as an athlete, which you, you know, and we'll get to that. Like you're, you're now a triathlete. You're now doing what you were doing then, in my opinion, doing way more intense. And I really want to get into that mindset and, and just, I'm fascinated by it. Um, but it was the, the balance between the athletic mindset and then this kind of self-development mindset. And you started to touch upon business and coaching, which was also, you were the first person that I had ever truly interacted with that was like labeled coach. Mm. I'd had a coach in my own athletic career in soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the point is that I, you know, I'd, I'd been exposed to coaches in that way. I, I knew what a personal trainer was. I knew what a trainer at a gym was, but I didn't, I never really seen anything like this at that moment. Mm. I knew it was kind of possible. I obviously knew entrepreneurship was possible, but you were kind of the, the leading charge of that. And so beyond the blogs that you created, um, pretty maybe a year after we met or maybe, maybe not that much longer than that, if anything, um, I ended up hiring you mm -hmm. and saying like, hey, I would love to learn about what it would take to be a coach. Like I would love to learn how to diversify the revenue streams that I'm creating. I was kind of starting to get into video. I was starting to do web design and development more on the sales side. Um, but you were the first person where I started asking questions about like, hey, how do you sell coaching packages? And like, what do you do? And what does that look like? And and beyond just telling me like, why don't I just hire you and, and let's dive in. And I think that that has begun what has now evolved into probably one of the most important relationships in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you're the most consistent person that I've ever spoken to about life and business on a very in, in a very intentional way, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's other friends that I have, like Germ or whatever, who I've been, you know, I've been friends with since high school. But we we touch points um, base, but we don't touch base. Uh, we touch base informally, if that makes sense, mm. right? He comes over, or I see him at the farm, we're hanging out, um, you know, we'll smoke a joint or do whatever. But but you and I have had a consistent drumbeat, either on a weekly basis or a biweekly basis, for almost ten years. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like this winter would be ten years. Mm. So, you know, I, I still credit you with being a pioneer in internet content, deep internet content, but also a pioneer in my own world of what is now my, basically my full-time career. I'm less on the coaching. I'm, I'm, I touch more the consulting side maybe mm. today, but I've built Superhero Academy. It was d designed to coach people it was designed to help people to mentor people to support people in their journey of self-transformation with a lean on business um but i've always been fascinated by your role as a consigliere and that idea of you know every great leader every great entrepreneur has a coach has a trainer has somebody in their corner has counsel uh, has advisors even if you, the biggest companies on the planet have advisors and advisory boards so you're um you know, and I'll shut up here in a second, but you're, you're just, you've been a phenomenal mirror, um, but also a phenomenal lighthouse uh, in so many ways in my, in my evolution, let's say. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been amazing. Truly. Truly. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we've, we've just gone 
I mean, we've literally seen each other all around the globe. Yep. We, we've hung out in everywhere from Colorado to California to Peru to Mexico. I mean, Mexico. I mean there, there's a few places. I don't know if there's any more than that, but uh, Montreal many times, of course. Um, but we've, we've always been in touch. Um, and there's just something powerful about having somebody in your corner. Mm. How did you discover that? Like, what, when did you kind of go from personal development to saying, I want to kind of build a, a coaching business or I want to build, you know, you end up building something called the World Class Accelerator, mm. uh, which is something I attended. Um, you started like working and, and taking on these different challenges. Like, how do, you, how do you think you really started to realize, oh, wow, this is like a skill that I want to develop and also that I think could be my career? Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a very clear moment and it, it, it found me more than I found it. Okay. So 2011, I'm in Australia, finished the MBA, fly back to North America. And now it was an interesting period because first I'm back in Montreal, it's winter. I'm like, oh, well, what's <laughs> oh my God, I, things were going so well for me in Australia. And now I'm kind of thrown back into a different environment. Ended up moving to San Diego to just try to recreate some of that Australian magic here in North America. And at that point, I had an audience. I had an online platform. This is 2011. Like, yeah. just for context, the internet was a very different place back then. Yeah, Instagram um, didn't even exist There was yet. no Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had this platform. I had no money. And now that was out of the school system. That was like, okay, like, you actually have to build a career. Mm -hmm. And so I signed up for this, this business incubator type thing. And my mentor at the time, he was like, so what are you going to do to make money? I was like... I don't know, man. I just want to help people. Like, I just, I just want to serve. And he's like, okay, yeah, but how are you going to make money? And I was like, I, I don't know. And he looked at me. He said, what about coaching? And I mm. said, like, like coaching athletes and like the whole world of like life coaching and things like that was just not a exist. big deal. Yeah. I, I'd never heard about it. It did not. It was not a. It, I mean, it did. Because coaches were, have been a thing for a long time, but it wasn't so formal in the way that it is. Well, now. It was a thing it in like southern Southern California. It was starting sure. out in Silicon is, Valley or something like that. But yeah. it wasn't. It was set. You were you were really well ahead of this curve, like uh, way ahead of this. I, I guess, but I, I didn't know at the time. And so yeah. he tells me that, and and this is interesting because I was like, I I asked him, what, what what do you mean coaching? He's like, well, you can help people with their habits, their mindset, holding them accountable, etc. And I heard that I was like. I can totally do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then one of the guys sitting at the table with us looked at me. He said, Phil, I'll hire you. Mm. And literally my first client manifested within 30 seconds of me Deciding. discovering this life path. <laughs> nice. And it's been like that ever since. It really feels like to me, this is my calling. This is my dharma. And there's been an effortlessness since the beginning where people find me when it's time. And I, and I nowadays don't have a website. Don't do social media. Just just do my thing and let people find me. Yeah, and they always do. Since the first minute of yeah. my career as a coach. Yeah, and so that's how it started, and yeah. it has just evolved a ton since then. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like you are just an absolute natural at it. Um, you've always, you, you know, it's it's actually like, you know, I've had people ask me, oh, so like, what do what do you guys talk about, or what you know, what do you cover? And I said, it's actually less about what you say. It's more about the some of the questions you ask. Yeah. And then the the consistent ability and holding of space where I get to reflect upon these different things. Mm. And then there's little details, right? <laughs> little sayings. Like I, I, I call them philisms in my, in my mind, right? <laughs> but they're like, uh, for example, one of them that stands out to me and I, I kind of mentioned a lot lately is uh, if I don't need to make the decision right now, let me delay it. Yeah. Right? 
If, I, if there's a decision to wait, why not let it wait? Mm. If, because we don't know what's going to happen now and then, so why not just give it some space? Yeah. And so that seems simple, but it's profound when somebody like me has anxiety because I spend a lot of time future pacing, yeah. right? And you know this about me. I spent so much time manifesting, engineering, crafting, and doing all those things. But I would say even less on the manifesting. I'm so mental heavy that I'm kind of always engineering the future mm. and then catching up to it in the now, right? But the, the shift from this state of always planning ahead kind of helps me remove and coming back to the present saying, hey, I can decide in a future version of present helps me remove anxiety around where I'm going to go next, mm. right? And have data, have trust your intuition. Yes. When do you, how are you going to feel a week from now? You don't exactly. know that now. So let's delay and let's see how you feel then. Exactly. And, and then there's the balance of like, and knowing when delaying is also fear. True. Right? I feel one of the things that I, um, that I see you contemplate and I can imagine becomes very, very real and very tactile in your life is as a triathlete. Mm. right so so you were uh basically you know a pro swimmer or going towards pro let's say more and more and more in your youth um spending so much time going to competitions doing these different things you then transgressed into uh, being a triathlete which is so much more difficult than swimming swimming itself is, is one of the harder parts maybe. i don't know i think it's easier to be honest because you can try a swimmer than, than uh, it is for swimmer. me wow. you're outside you're in nature you have variety where swimming is just head down in the freaking pool for 15, 20 hours a week. Yeah. Triathlon has like, you're open in the world. And for me, at least in this chapter of my life, I find triathlon easier than swimming. I love that you say there's variety. Yeah. I mean, there is variety in the sense that you're doing three different things, but there's, but there's a lot of deep commitment. There's a lot of deep commitment. And hours done daily to get to that level. Like yeah. if you ask me to run a triathlon right now, I mean, man, I work out every single day. I do not think I can run a triathlon. Um, well, it depends guess, if you can swim. Swimming is the kicker. If you can swim, you can make it. But if you really, you really think I, you really think I could just run a, a marathon right now? Not a marathon. You, you know, you can bike forty k. You can run ten. The question is, can you swim fifteen hundred meters? And for most people who haven't trained, uh, probably not. Yeah, fifteen hundred meters is definitely is difficult. Yeah. 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 yeah, I feel like I can, like, look, if I really had to pull it off, I can maybe do it. That's <laughs> you're like, li- If you're live dependent on it, you would do it. But yeah. yeah, it would be tricky. It would be tricky. Yeah. And so talk to me about how much you train on it. <laughs> Aaron's coughing in the background as these wings are getting cooked up. How are they looking over there? Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. There, there, take the, um, there's uh, some thongs over there. Yeah, I will say that my eyes have started to burn in the last five to ten minutes. I've noticed that. Oh, you can do, oh I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. So let's 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 get to the idea of like being a triathlete is not just one of these things. Where you wake up in the morning and, and you decide that you're it, right? Like anybody can wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to ch- kind of jump in. I'm going to get into the world of coaching. And the proof is that you're just like, hey, I'm maybe I can be a coach. And then thirty seconds later, somebody's like, I'm, I'm willing to hire you. Right mm. now, obviously, there's some work that gets you to that point in your life, but it's a there's a less there's a lower commitment to that mm. than what it takes to daily 
train to prepare for a few races a year. I mean, talk to me about that. Talk to me about the, the, the routine that it takes, how much hours you spend, the dedication. Like, where do you find the, 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 the willpower mm. to wake up every day and, and train so hard? I don't know. It's just there. I just love it. <laughs> mm. And to be honest, like working with you is easy and so enjoyable because you're naturally motivated. You have goals, you have dreams you're excited about. So the work we do together is more about kind of curbing that enthusiasm and being smart about how you work, building in some rest, being more efficient in certain ways. Mm -hmm. But the brute force is there. The yeah. horsepower is there's always been. Yeah. I have a harder time working with people <laughs> that... Uh, maybe struggle with motivation because for me, it's something that's always been there. Mm. And if I decide, okay, I'm excited. I want to do some triathlons. I feel like I can be one of the best in the world. And I set my sights on a race. The training is just, it's almost automatic. And I can't explain really how or why. I just love it. And there's this feeling of like, every day I'm taking steps towards this vision. I'm getting faster. I'm tracking everything. Mm. And I love the feeling. Like, I realized that I take a lot less consciousness altering substances now than I did in previous chapters because mm. I'm high on endorphins literally mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. like every day I go and do these pretty epic workouts and there's just this natural high and this like, I, I kind of release so much stress and tension and whatever during these workouts that the rest of the time I'm, I'm chill, I'm good. So yeah, for me, I just, I just absolutely love it. And like I said, triathlon has this element of adventure. Mm. I go swim in all these different lakes. I train in the ocean in LA. I ride my bike all over the place. I go run in new trails. And so it feels like I get to be an elite athlete, an adventurer, and also use as a practice for mindfulness. Mm. So I'm developing my monk mind while I'm training. The vast majority is no music, no podcast, no nothing, just me and, 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 and the world and mastering my consciousness mm. while being in discomfort. That helps for a lot of other things I do in life. Mm hmm. What so? What does that look like tactically? Like, how many hours a day on average? I know it changes when it's closer to race, or I know it changes as you're approaching something. But on an average, you know, middle of the season kind of kind of day, how many hours are you spending training? Mm, like two to three hours a day. Okay. Um, so a typical week will have Monday. I go swim for an hour in the morning. I run for an hour in the afternoon. Tuesday will be cycling. So I wrote cycle for me two and a half. Mm. Wednesday's like Monday, so swim in the morning, run at night. Uh, Thursday's like, and then on Saturday morning, I'll go for a long bike ride, like four, four and a half hours, so about 80 miles, 130K. And that's, that's always the big test because mm. it's Saturday morning, I'm tired, I've been training all week, most of the world is chilling, and I got to go bike freaking far. Yeah. Like 130 kilometers is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. And then I come back, and then my weekend starts. See, but what I love is what you, the subtleness of what you said there is I got to go bike. It's right? pre-decided. And maybe that's a, that's a big piece around motivation. Yes. We've talked about this concept before, non-negotiable. Yes. I think a lot of people struggle in their life because certain habits, certain things are, they're not 100% committed. Yeah. They're 95 to 99% like, yeah, yeah I want to do this. But then every time there's that one little percent that creeps in of like, oh, maybe today, today I, oh, maybe I won't do it. Yeah, it's somebody's birthday. I'm going to go to their, their, their house at night. I can go have a couple beers, but that will have a spillover effect without a doubt into Saturday morning, for example, where you have to yep. go do this bike ride. Or I had a, there's a million excuses. And yeah. if we leave any room in our consciousness for that, then, then it will creep up. Yeah. For me, it's pre-decided. I work out 
nine times a week. It's, it's done. Literally, I've never missed a single session. Uh, I, I just, I, I wouldn't even occur to me. It's like brushing my teeth at night. I never not brush my teeth. It's non-negotiable. I just do it. No matter if I'm tired or not, I just brush my teeth and go to bed. Same thing with the workouts. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would benefit from having this non-negotiable mindset for certain key habits that they want to do. Things they enjoy, naturally, yeah. but things that they know they'd be better off if they did every day yeah. or every week. Mm -hmm. Just decide, it's done. Yeah. Which, which I think that that mindset is, is pretty unique. Like mm -hmm. there's like, I, I know that it, it can be cultivated. I know that you can kind of be coached into that. But like you said, it's very difficult to coach someone to have motivation. Yeah. You know, the tactics of how you maintain consistency or how you maintain motivation, those are coachable. Those are, you know, uh, you know, you and me get on a call. You can be like, hey, you said you were going to do this. Did you do it? Like that is an, an opportunity to essentially create the next tier of what I think is so high and that you score significantly. You're in the top, you know, 1%, let's say, in the world, in my mind, in integrity. Mm. Because your decision is so high in the integrity of your word that I've never, I've literally never seen somebody be so dedicated to like, it's training in one thing, but it's other thing, other habits you have too. For example, I know you take a nap every day. And it's, I, it's, I have to, but it's, but uh, it's I, easy. But you say have to again, like here and there, there's, there's certain times where you probably get to the, your nap time and you're maybe not that tired. No, that, that one, that, that, that was not really? a good example. Cause I, I literally, I have to like, fair. I literally need to sleep. But, I, know, but I, I find it amazing that it's so consistent at a specific time. It's like, oh, it's going to be roughly in that time window and boom, you have to nap. Between one and two or two or three, depending <laughs> how my schedule looks. But once again, it's the same thing. And, you know, for me, a big part of the learning is finding when I need to be more fluid, more flexible, because yes. yes. it's easy to be overly rigid. Yeah. But I think uh, a lot of people, especially people with a lot of masculine energy, would benefit from just establishing what are a few core pillars that my life, like for you, you've done that with your workouts mm -hmm. in the last year, last, you know, last yeah, just couple, about a year, yeah. just a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you've just decided I'm doing that. And I know what your cadence is, but it's decided it's done daily, not Monday to Friday, every day. And that makes it so much easier. Like it's just that thing you do. Yeah. And you know, pragmatically that if you do that, your life is better than if you don't. Yes. So from that point, let's just build into the schedule, commit to it, go non do it and reap the rewards. Like, yeah. uh, well, what's complicated about that? Mm -hmm. And it's nothing and it's everything at the same time. But just finding a few things that we just decide. I'm doing it. It's done. I, I think it, it, it's, you know, I've seen a, a, there's a, a viral video that went around. I think it was on Goalcast that made it particularly viral. But there's this one, um, I guess he's a Marine or a captain of a, you know, an, in the Navy or, or in, in the Army. And essentially he talks about like, Waking up in the morning and the first thing you do is make your bed because it's the first mm. accomplishment you have, yeah. right? What you're pointing to or alluding to here is that when you make a decision and then your actions match that decision, you've essentially created a checklist of, you've basically built a, 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 a win in the column of integrity. Yeah. And integrity to me and what I've learned from you in many ways um, is that momentum is massive. Yes. Right. And so the more momentum you have to go into things, the more that you can carry through into the next step. Like, totally. like I, I think part of when I look at, you know, I think about you running a, a, a triathlon or, or not just running, but doing a triathlon. When you think about it being like, oh, okay, I have to bike 40 kilometers. 
I'm like, oh, shit, that seems difficult. But the first step is obviously making the choice. The next step is taking that first pedal, like the, literally the first go around and just biking the first kilometer. But at some point, there's this integrity momentum piece that as you're doing it, you're feeling the high, not only from an endorphins perspective, but the, the I think there's a sense of pride that comes in with this. Satisfaction, pride. Yeah. It's a damn good feeling to go to bed at night knowing that you kind of gave your best to yes. this day and you honored your commitments with yourself. Yes. And in contrast with, oh, I didn't do this thing I said I would do. I skipped my workout. I, I, I messed around with my phone too much. To be honest, I don't really know, remember what that feeling is like, but I've had it before mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to bed like, ugh, like oh, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Versus like, Heck yeah, what a great day. I have momentum. I'm on, 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 on pace. I'm on track with my goals. And from that, so much confidence comes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can show up in conversations and really just feel this sense of integrity, of confidence. I can trust myself because I'm, I'm showing up for myself every day. Mm-hmm. And I think people around us feel that. It's maybe quite rare. And I think you have that for a lot of people. You have this stability, this strength, this presence that people can relax around you because they can feel that you're a rock. Mm. but it takes things. If you start messing around behind the scenes and you're not in integrity with your habits, the solidity of your rockness will erode. Yeah. And you're going to feel it first and other people will feel it. And your and business then, gets impacted. Everything erodes from that. Exactly. As your momentum is lost, as your integrity is lost, the results start to slip away just, just the same. It does. Yeah. And then your own just satisfaction, you know, mm. self-love is a big topic and there's a lot of ways to look at it, but like, doing the things that we need to do. It's hard to have self-love or even self-esteem if we keep um, shortchanging ourselves. Mm. Mm. But if we're proud of like, hey, I'm doing the right things, then there's this, this feeling like, hey man, good job. Yeah. I literally do that. I, I tap my shoulder after each workout, even though I've done thousands of them, just being, hey man, you did it again. Like, you didn't have to, you did it, good job. Mm. And then there's a, yeah, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, hey man, good job. Mm. Truly. Yeah. And I find you're, 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 you're better than me at acknowledgement mm. of self. I, I definitely am more, and I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand with my like future kind of mindset where it's like as I'm, as I'm crossing the finish line, there's a piece of me that is always like, oh, but there's the next mountain over there. Yeah. Or, or the, what about the next rate? Like there's, I've had this consistent pattern. It's almost like a more, uh, many artists have something similar yeah. where as they're completing the canvas or as they're completing the, the work, all of a sudden you, it's almost like you have this love hate relationship with it all of a sudden mm. where you're like, I don't, I almost don't want to do it again, but at the same time I know I could do it better. Yeah. And so it, it actually works in both ways. It, it like, it's, it's not as, you know, there's, there's, there's I, I think there's obviously an enormous amount of value for having gratitude and, self-love and self-acknowledgement yes. as well as external acknowledgement sometimes too that comes with like hey i did a great job mm. um and i think i can cultivate more of that and i love i love i didn't know that you actually patted yourself on the back on like literally yeah, yeah i believe it good job i fit, i literally <laughs> i absolutely believe you um and i think that same you know idea is something that what i what i love about the the character that i feel you embody and and are is um, I, f- I see the consistency of that in everything. 
mm. that you do. So it's like, okay, you do the workout, and that's probably many times in the morning or whatever it is, or afternoon or whatever. But even at the end of your day, I know that you have like your milk and cookies. You know what I mean? Like I know, um, yeah. I know that you have that one moment where it's like, hey, you had a good day, yeah. and now it's time for it's that, little, that reward. Little, little reward, that little routine, and you do it religiously. Yeah, but here's the thing with this. Like I remember watching Kobe win, I think, championship number two or three in a row, and they're celebrating that, like, you know, Lakers stadium, and it's this big thing, and they give him the mic, and he's like, yeah, I'm super happy. Now let's start working for number three, or, you know, the next one. I'm like, bro, you literally just won. I appreciate the spirit, but enjoy this one, and then, you know, celebrate for a few weeks, and then start thinking about the next one. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, I don't think that helps him. I yeah. think that's too far. Yeah. Work ethic is great. Vision is great. But for me, first of all, I'm working my tail off. I want to be able to feel good about it. But also that self-acknowledgement, that like, ah, oh, man, celebrating the wins, mm -hmm. acknowledging the progress gives me energy to do the next thing tomorrow. Yeah. Just easy energy, easy like juice that's available. Why would I skip that? when I can literally just take a few seconds and feel it. And it's what you start every single call with. Yeah, I always ask you about your wins. Yeah, first I thing. do that with everybody. And it's, it's amazing because it's, I, again, I spend so much time in the future and even to some degree time in the now, but so little time right in the immediate past. Yeah. Like what happened in the last two weeks that you and I haven't spoken? Yeah. Where it's like, what, what win did you have? And I was you like, You always oh. have some great ones too, but I totally. don't know if you would look at them if I didn't I, ask you. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. That's, this is where... You know, so much of counsel and being a consigliere is not just about what experience you have. Like many of the situations I'm finding myself in or things that I'm doing, like you, you, you know, you mentioned there's garlic in the entrance over there. And you're like, how many did you pull out of the ground? I'm like 22,000. Like you have no <laughs> advice to tell me about how to grow garlic or what I should necessarily nope. do to do it. Other than, you know, do it if you're passionate. You, you'd have more generic advice, let's say, yes. right? Surface level advice. But the... But the truth is that it's not about what you know or don't know. It's about the spirit and the integrity that you have and then the spirit that you bring to me every single time in these little habits that we have, like celebrating our wins. Okay, what adjustments? Like we'll talk about the wins and we'll talk about one or two things that maybe I'm like, hey, I noticed my integrity over here was a little, maybe I can figure that out. Or actually when I had this moment with that one person, now that I'm thinking about it, I was maybe I was in the wrong and here's how I can adjust that. Mm. And so just your presence within that is helpful. Um, and then every, like that routine has such beautiful downstream impact mm. over and over and over and over again. Um, and what I think is beautiful about both our mindsets is that we're actually very long-term thinkers. Yes. Right? One of the mm -hmm. things you said when we first hired you and one of the things I also committed to, and I, what I said when I first hired you was, you know, our vision is we're going to be working together for, for decades. Yeah. Like this is like, this is a marathon. We've spoken many times about the marathon analogy of like, yeah. we're, we're in this race and sometimes we're meant to sprint, but other times we're meant to kind of just kind of keep the pace and realize that one step at a time, we're going to slowly get there and there's going to be checkpoints along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be unexpected moments in this race. Um, but we can deal with that when it comes. We don't have to make decisions too quickly. We don't have to do whatever. And we can kind of go through that, that pattern. Um, yeah, I wonder, you know, for somebody who's listening to this, maybe understanding uh, a little bit about how, how strong you are in your habits, what would you tell somebody who wants to cultivate 
more habits beyond just the decision? You know, how do, how do you, how do you walk somebody back when the habit has maybe fallen off or how do you like, you know, what more would you say about kind of cultivating the right habits that lead to that consistency and that integrity? Mm. So many ways I could approach this, but I'll circle back to something that you said earlier about momentum. And that's a really important one. Brian Johnson, um, way back when, helped me understand this concept of plus one, minus one. Mm. Plus one, minus one means simply that the moment we wake up, we have habits or behaviors that are a plus one. They give us energy, they're aligned with our higher self, and we have minus ones that mm -hmm. make us less energized or more distracted. And really the goal is to start to build many plus ones in the first like 30 to 60 minutes yep. and avoid the minus ones. So let's take two scenarios. Same person, same intelligence, same potential. Version A wakes up, hits snooze three times. So minus one, minus one, minus one. They're already procrastinating. Yep. They hasn't started. They've already procrastinated three times. Mm -hmm. right? Minus three. They finally, you know, decide that they can wake they grab their phone and start checking their email, their social, blah, blah, blah. Minus one, minus one, minus one. Because now they're distracted. Their mind's all over the place. They haven't left their bed. They've already procrastinated three times and kind of exposed themselves to way too much energy and information too early without being prepared for it. Yeah, and potentially to the momentum of other things. Other requests and stressful than the, things. Than and by the time they put their feet on the ground, they've already, <sighs> already kind of thrown off. Now, does that mean the day is wrecked? No, but there's momentum in the wrong direction. Yeah. There's momentum in just reactivity and, and, and not kind of honoring our, our, our commitments and so on. Mm -hmm. Take the same person. Get them to wake up. Wake up, you know, if you have an alarm, get up. Like, <laughs> your alarm is to wake you up. Like, make it non-negotiable that you, you know, make snoozing not an option. Yeah. Like, something I do, I wake up, I wake up naturally, and I'll open my arms and say, like, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And just like get stoked about the day. And some days I feel it naturally. Some days I just kind of instigate it, but just to like get in like a yes state. Almost like a laughing yoga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just If you laugh long enough, you'll actually naturally start yeah. to laugh. If you say yes enough times, like yes, yes, you'll get pumped. If you mm -hmm. say thank you enough times, you'll feel real gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then I get up. I go have a big glass of um, water with either chlorella or, or wheatgrass, but like a big green water type yep. thing. Mm -hmm. Chug that, flush my system, hydrate. So that's a plus one. Come back to bed, do some meditation and have all these little habits. They all stack up. They're all plus ones. Each one is not hard. It doesn't, it's not game changing, but I stack all them up. By the time I'm done with my morning, I'm like plus 15. Mm -hmm. So to stay on top of my habits for us today is easy. Mm -hmm. So much momentum. Mm -hmm. So to bring it back to someone listening to this, I would ask them, what are three plus ones they could commit to in the morning and make them easy wins? Mm -hmm. Like I will get up, I will drink a glass of water, I will meditate for five minutes, and then I'll just go in front of a mirror and say, you rock, you're beautiful, you're going to have a great day. And then, then go off on your thing. But at that point, you're at plus three, and I guarantee you your fourth decision point of the day is way more likely to be a plus one then a minus one. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of like on your way and you're feeling good and you're in that groove. So it's not like this big mystery why some days I'm with it and not. It really starts from those plus, plus ones or minus ones early in the day. Mm -hmm. Make those good decisions and you're setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I believe that we are setting ourselves up 
for success when it comes to this <laughs> right over here. I know that you, I loved one of the things you said as we were doing the prep of, of this challenge here. You're like, one of the things I don't want to happen is that we didn't, we, we like went too easy. Yeah. That we essentially didn't put enough sauce or that we were like trying to of course or doing whatever. Um, we are definitely entering the zone now of, <laughs> of next level intensity for sure. Um, I feel, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm still very nervous. I can feel it in my throat. Wow, that's fascinating. I can the, feel it in my throat. The stress <laughs> or the, just the heat? <laughs> no, literally. it's in the air right now. There's a little bit of it in the air because it's been, they're literally been cooking <laughs> this entire time we've been speaking. Um, sorry? Um, yeah, but the, so, yeah, so I can feel it in the air. But also as we were handling it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, there's these different layers of this experience. Now, I'm going to end this portion of the, of the podcast with saying I've had a traumatic experience <laughs> with not this exact sauce, but the same company and the same one. This is called the Bomb Revolu uh, Evolution. Sorry. So I'll show that for the camera here, and I'll maybe bring it closer to my face for the, for the yeah, focus. Yeah, a bit out of focus. Yeah, but over here, the Bomb Evolution, what ended up happening is I went to my friend's house and, uh, and this bottle broke, by the way, just uh, by, you know, by accident in, uh, in shipping. Um, but we still had more than enough that is going to destroy us. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I, I went into um, my friend's house. I made a burger. He had made me a burger. And he's like, hey. I was like, hey, do you have any, like, barbecue sauce or something? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah look in the fridge. Barbecue the sauce. Fridge. This is yeah, no barbecue sauce. I go in the sauce. fridge, and I don't find anything, but I see the bomb. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, like, this one good? And he's like. Yeah, he's like, it's pretty hot. I'm like, oh, whatever. But he didn't like, he, he gave me no real warning. You know what I mean? And I ended up putting like a full, like. Yeah, you like, think it's like French Red Hot. I like, literally think it's like A1 hot yeah, sauce. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, like the kind of thing you put all over a steak and be happy with. And then maybe you have some on the side and dip it in. So I put it all over and I have a bite. It doesn't hit me right away. But I have a second bite. And then I, I literally <laughs> was cry, like crying. So I am fully expecting that I am a grown man who is going to cry in this challenge. Um, I could sense it in my throat. I could feel it when we were handling it and washing the, the bowls and, the, and the, the brushes that we were using to put it on these, these wings. I can definitely feel it. Um, I mean, I'm not the only one. Aaron and coughing like yeah. and, and it's from the hot wings just in the air. It's yeah. crazy. It is definitely. Aaron's yeah. A mask yeah, Aaron's literally wearing a mask voluntarily. Uh, nothing related to you know any any of the challenges that are going on in the world. But the the so idea funny. here, yeah. So so you know we're going into this. I fully intend to get to the end, and I know you fully intended to get to the end. And that's the kind of brother you are. You're the kind of man who says, you know what? If I'm going to start, I'm going to finish. And uh, there there might be some pain along the way. And I can imagine that you know like. Just like when you're running a, a race or doing a, your, 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 some portions of the, of, the, of the race, it can get difficult. There's sure. some mental challenges and different things. But I feel very excited about uh, diving into this. So I will um, quickly go to the screen and just show what inspired this. I know I already mentioned it. But it's a show called Hot Ones. They essentially bring in A-list celebrities uh, to come on to um, you know, the show. And they basically eat progressively hotter and hotter chicken wings and answer questions the entire time. So um, they've had many, many, many seasons. It's incredibly popular. I mean, the one, the episode that we saw earlier with uh, Gordon Ramsay has 92 million views. Um, so I fully expect that this is going to be challenging. I fully expect <coughs> this to be exciting. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, we're going to set up here and uh, we'll see you in the next uh, 
next chapter of this uh, adventure. Two to go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back in the studio with uh, with with wings. With wings. Uh, this is the Hot Ones Recreate. This is an homage to the beautiful work that Sean Evans and the Hot Ones crew do. We have lined up all 10 of these sauces. My buddy and, and an amazing mentor, friend, uh, coach, Phil, has joined us for this beautiful challenge. Uh, one that uh, <laughs> we've been laughing at behind the scenes that I've been nervous about for literally hours now. Um, because I've, I've, I, I, look guys, I've just, I've experienced trauma. Wing number eight over here with the, the, the hot sauce, uh, whatever, the, the bomb evolution. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. So, you know, this is the one that I'm, I'm dreading. This is the one where I'm, I'm not really sure I want to, I want to dive in so deep. But, uh, what we did is we, we kind of took these wings over here and, and uh, by the way, behind the camera here, we have Kyler, who's the podcast producer. We also have Erin just helping out. She's going to be doing some, uh, some of the, you know, the, the uh, excess angles here. So come in and, and let's get the, a nice little shot of these wings over here. So we've got them lined up for clarity. We lathered them all, put them in the oven. They got a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit over crispy. So we re-lathered all of them. So this is, you know, yeah, this is an honest effort. And we also, yeah, we're definitely generous. We're very generous. And, and, and look, we, we are going on the honor code, right? Yes. Like one of the things we spoke about is we, we don't want to do too little. We don't want to kind of end the challenge and be like, oh, that was way too easy. We want to get to a point where it really feels like we, we'd put in an honest effort without necessarily, you know, pouring the hot sauce directly into our mouths, um, which that's, I do not, a, do not recommend. Yeah, yes. maybe maybe this episode needs a disclaimer, legal warning. I, I don't know. I, you know, my, maybe I should contact my father. To, to talk about. I'll put a warning uh, yeah, flashing yeah. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. the screen. Hot, uh, you know, hopefully Kyler is, is, is bringing in some of the Scoville levels that we have here. I'll be showing you these hot sauces. This is the actual hot sauces that they use on the show. Uh, season to season, they do change and they have shifted, but this is kind of the let's say the latest lineup. Um, so we're, uh, we're excited about it. So I'm, I'm really excited to dive in. Um, you ready for this, Phil? I've been ready all day. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I've, I haven't even eaten dinner, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of ready to go. So in my case, we're both going in this direction. Okay. There's the hottest wing, and this is the, therefore the least hot right. wing. So cheers to that. Uh, we don't like to waste food, so we we're gonna try and eat all the wings, uh, the whole wing at least. I'm, I'm I'm you know it's one of the things I'm I'm kind of committed to. Mmm, that's tasty. Mm-hmm. Mmm, a little bit of flavor. I've been excited. I've been wanting to just eat wings. This is I, it. You know what I've been excited about? Is trying the actual sauces. That they make. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to watch on YouTube, but it's really another to kind of have this tactile experience where it's like, wow, now I really understand. Yeah. And every time we watch like. a show, by the way, like, there's some heat in my mouth. Like, there is, yeah. This there, is not, not hot. It's actually, it's actually hotter than I thought it would be. <laughs> right? 100%. I'm like, oh, now I just got nervous. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There's already. Right. On a scale, can you guys give us a rating for hotness right now? Like a four, I would say a four. Yeah, it's a solid four. Like it's it's there's definitely there's definitely heat, mm. and that's just the first one. That's the first one. It's literally the first wing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe this is a little hotter than we wow. think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Hey, we didn't want it to be too easy. No, we did like, not. My mouth is definitely hot. Yeah. We, this is like baby, baby, baby sauce. Yeah, baby sauce, and I definitely feel at wow. least the four. I just looked at my milk. I was like, am I diving into the milk on wing one? Nah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I mean, in fairness, on this bottle over here, um, you know, it's, it's halfway up the meter, right? The mess scale all the way to just silly, because we're going to the just silly level. Yep. This jalapeppa is uh is you know very interesting it's a jalapeno based you know hot sauce here so uh made in texas which they by the way do not fuck around with their hot sauces so um before we move on though i have to ask you a question yes so one of the questions i have and i'm, I'm going to refer to this because every once in a while i might uh i might just be gone too far gone is i know that you're a triathlete i know that a large portion of your entire life pattern has been to some degree focused on um, always having that kind of that next race, that next milestone that you're going to hit, whether that be in business or in, in as an athlete. But the first question I want to open with is what is the hardest race you've ever ran? Hmm. When I say ran the hardest race you've ever felt like you had to do. Yep. The one that comes to mind was back in Australia 10 years ago, I did something called the Anaconda Race. Ooh. And so I've obviously clearly liked to challenge myself my whole life. And this was, they call it the biggest adventure race in Australia. We had to do a 10-kilometer trail run, swim two kilometers, and then uh, kayak for 30 kilometers. Wow. Get out of the, the water, mountain bike for 30, and then run another like 2K on the beach. This whole thing and kayaking was the one that really killed me because Australians are so much more comfortable. And this is an Indian Ocean, huge waves. Uh, so I struggled a little bit. This is not ocean kayaking. You know, this is not leisure stroll on a Sunday kayak. And it's on these little kayaks like you see on the lakes. They're like racing kayaks, so they're long and unstable. Yeah. And I got my ass kicked uh, on the kayak. So thirty kilometers. It was. Or something like that. I mean, something like that. It was yeah, a long, a long, long distance, ride of kayak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. Cool. But I love challenges. I love doing <laughs> extreme stuff. So The Anaconda Race. Anaconda Race. Yeah, shout out to Anaconda Race. All right. All right. Sounds right. scary. <laughs> so, wing number two. Wing number two. Jalapella. Jalapella. Mmm. Mmm. Ah. You guys are making me hungry. Yeah, I'm so some, happy we're eating wings right now. Some I'm like, ASMR here. Mm. Future channel. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask before. How far do you think you're going to get? You're going to make it till the end? I mean, I think we're both. I don't. I don't see a scenario end. where I don't go till the end. No, I don't see a scenario. Well, as I'm saying these words, I'm like, all right, I just signed up for this. <laughs> I yes, famous mm. last words. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So you guys are two wings down. How you nope. feel? Is it has it hit you? This one almost felt easier. Yeah. Like it's a hot wing. It's something you would eat at the bar. Mm-hmm. Just chill. Um, Feels easier. Feel like my confidence just went up mm-hmm. <laughs> after being getting a little ding in the confidence after the first one. Plus one. Yeah. Similar to a you know maybe a maybe a three on that one. Yeah. Oh. Feels like a three. Now this next one, I think this is pretty interesting. But before that, I always have to remember the question. Yes. So, Sean Evans. This is a you know. Shout out to him for how difficult that is. Wing question. Wing Wing question. question. Exactly. Wing question. Um, 
All right. This is one that I think speaks to your role that you play in my life. Um, and it's a kind of a term that we were we talked about earlier in the episode. Consigliere, right? So you play very much a mentor-like role for many amazing entrepreneurs, many amazing people. And I can imagine, and I know you've also had some of your own coaches and mentors and people throughout your journey. But if you had to pick a dream consigliere right now, is there somebody that stands out? Is there somebody like you would like to say, I would love to be advised by that person? Wow. Well, I mean, I honestly feel like my relationship with my mentor, David, is satisfying at the highest level. And so I, I feel so met and supported in that way. But in the spirit of the question, if I had to pick someone else, geez. No one comes to mind, but it would need to be someone who's like a spiritual master mm -hmm. while being super adventurous and funny. And really, that just described David. So honestly, I feel like I've found the one person on the planet that's best designed to, to support me. And that's why we been working together for several years amazing so amazing. shout out to david shout out to david yeah that's amazing i've heard a lot i've actually heard about him through others mm. as, as i've like i've noticed that a few people have mentioned this david and then i realized it was the same person at some point so yeah i can imagine that that's uh super powerful and potent yeah yeah mm. Whew. okay all right wing number three sauce number three all right I just want to say that this one on the bottle says intensely spicy. Just one drop. Just one. Just we definitely one put way drop. More than one drop. This one is dripping, <laughs> dripping in this sauce. So yeah, sorry, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was Especially it was all of you. us. Yeah, it was all of us. I mean in every way, <laughs> spicy habanero and manzano chili. This uh, I expect to start climbing the scale a little bit here. Cheers! Cheers! And guys, if it gets easier, we can always throw more on, right? We yeah, can yeah. always throw more on there. The honor system is in place. Okay. Mm. Definitely hotter. Yeah. Mm. It's good, though. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm so enjoying this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like I really need to enjoy the first five. Because mm -hmm. afterwards, I don't know if it's going to be enjoyable. Mmm. <clears throat> Woo, okay. <laughs> lathered. I, this one, uh, my, mine was really lathered. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Well, nose starting to run a little bit. All right, quick question. See if you can get through it. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of getting through it, I think this is the one that I would imagine... Um, every athlete needs to face, specifically a kind of long-distance athlete. How do you push through giving up? You know, have you ever been in the middle of a race or even maybe you're training? You know, there's an upcoming race that's coming in and you know that you kind of have to hit these yardsticks. You know you kind of have to shave off a little bit of time. You know you need to move through that. How do you, when you have that giving up, you know, moment within that race, how do you push through that? I don't have that moment. <laughs> For real. Really? Giving up is, is just not an option. I, I don't know how else to explain it. That that doesn't even occur to me. Now, the distinction is, can always finish, but can you push at the highest level when literally every 
ounce of your being is screaming, like, slow down, like, this is too painful, to stay there. That's the real challenge. Mm. And I think it just comes from, from training that every single day to teach the body, teach the mind that, like, this is just a signal. It's just an alarm bell. But there's no real danger. Mm. And that everything in life, all discomfort is just a sensation in the body. A cold shower, a hot wing. It's just a sensation. And if we can kind of remove ourselves from that and observe it a little bit from the outside, like meditation style, it's like, okay, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's okay. Mm. So let's see if I can put that into action over the next Right here, <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's why I'm asking these questions. I'm already sweating a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I, I can already feel it. Um, uh, all right. I feel like you have a much larger wing than I do for this one. Yeah, this this fourth one over here. Let's see the wing. Uh, yeah, the camera. Let's show oh. this wing over here. Slightly more burnt. <laughs> yeah. This I'm is a, this is a, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not expecting this one to be that hot. I, I'm expecting that this one over here, the Los Calientes, this is one of the actual ones made by the um, hot ones. First We Feast yeah. Hot Ones brand. Um, I'm expecting this one to be, you know, pretty decent um, in terms and of. A little, little dab for this one. I feel like my, my little wing is a little sad, so. Yeah, maybe la lacking a little, little luster there. Good luck. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. Get in there! Get in there! Look at the, look at how much he put on there. Uh, we had to remove. Yeah, we had to remove a little bit. But there, that was good. I feel okay. like that's fair. That's nice. definitely fair. All right. Whatever I'm, level this sauce is at, I will feel that. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. All right. Here, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dictate that Kyler is like the judge. If if there's somehow a lack of integrity, he'll. <laughs> I'll call you. I love out. how you dab some more of it. All right, great. This one feels you know pretty lathered up on mine. Definitely has a little, a little something more tangy. Yeah. Applewood smoke, apparently, I think, or something. But it's not instant, eh? Like it's always an some of them shock. build a little bit. They all, they're all, they're all different. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, this one, this one is a build. This one is a build. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I'm also feeling the endorphins kicking in. I'm like, <laughs> I feel good. I feel like we're right up your wheelhouse here. <laughs> You train for this on a daily basis. Yup. Once you get used to like one form of discomfort, like I did cold showers every day for 10 years. Mm. Every day for 10 years in the morning. So, God. Yeah, this well, is. Different. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about kind of this, this mentality around taking on challenges. For as long as I've known you, mm. you've taken on challenges. Where do you think that came from? Is this something you cultivated? Uh, it was something your parents did. I mean, it's it, it wasn't. You know, sometimes it comes out of childhood, sibling dynamics, or different things there. Where do you think this this challenge mentality came out for you? Well, one thing I point, can point to is back when I was in Australia in graduate school, there was a show called The Buried Life. The Buried Life is like the ancestor of Yes Theory, for those who know that show. And it's a, a bunch of guys from Canada who made a list of 100 things they wanted to do before they died. And they bought this big van and they drove down to the U.S., with the goal of, of, of achieving them. And they made episodes. And I just saw the amount of fun and epic stories they created from taking on these challenges. And something just switched inside of me of like, the best things in life happen when we go outside our comfort zone, when we do crazy shit. And so much of our life is mundane. It's, you know, the same things day after day and it's okay. How can we inject these moments of like, these holy shit moments mm. and taking on comfort zone challenges is that. 
you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. It's 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night. What else could we be doing that would be this exciting right now? You I know? agree. I very much agree. And did you, when you did the, the, the cold challenge specifically, what benefits, like, what, where do you think that that changed? Is, is, that, is that the challenge you think that maybe brought you to another level of personal development? Is there, or, or is there another challenge it has? I mean, that one's memorable. Like, it... it once you realize that you can you can feel fear and literally just take a step and do the thing that literally all we need to overcome fear is like two seconds of insane courage that changes our whole life because we're always going to feel fear we're always going to have this moment like Ugh. but all it takes is like stepping into the cold shower and then freaking out for 15 seconds controlling the breath and then getting the benefits mm. energy aliveness just this like ah oh, feeling and I feel like doing that every morning with the cold shower has made me so much more courageous with anything else. Any other thing in life, like making that phone call, going to say hi to that person, just two seconds, like one, two, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And then we're in it, and it's easy. Mm. It's just those two seconds. Yeah, you've trained for everything else. You're yep. ready, you're prepared. It's essentially a meeting of preparation and and that, that exactly that two seconds of courage. I love yep. that. I love that. So many people miss out on the best things in life because they can't do those two seconds. Mm. So I decided I'm going to train myself to be a master of the two seconds of courage. The two second challenge. Yep. Love that. All right. Wing number five. Don't skip that one. Yep, there yep, you yep. go. You'll need a lot of courage with these hot wings. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, it feels away. a very appropriate conversation yeah. for what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> the ginger goat. Uh, pineapple that, that and one, ginger hot sauce. That one looks super good. I'm excited I'm actually excited about this one. Yeah. I, from a taste flavor perspective and, and profile, I feel really excited about this one. Um, reasonable. You know, what, what's, what's interesting is that I feel like part of it is the progression has not necessarily... like. The fact that it started fairly hot or hotter than I would have expected, both of us would have expected. I love the idea of how um, now that your mouth is already kind of burning a little bit, it, it feels like maybe it's easier. Maybe now, that, that's what it is. The first one just kind of hits you out of nowhere because we haven't had anything hot. I was eating a Cliff Bar before this. Well, it's like the first 15 seconds of a cold shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of tapers off. Yep. But we'll see. As we said, I want to make sure I don't go to bed tonight feeling like it was too easy so i got a little, little extra a little here dib there yeah cheers, cheers. Mm. Mm. this one's sweet mm. mm -hmm. yeah i wanted to try that one i look good that's one i could eat at home like for mm -hmm. sure with like my eggs and like pizza or something yeah i can eat a lot of this and be totally okay Feeling in my eyes though. My mm -hmm. eyes are like, woo, mm -hmm. I'm burning up. There's some heat in in the in the system. Nasal passages. You're definitely you got a little beads of sweat oh, on, yeah, your, yeah. on your cheeks. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> Give me another look. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely. I'm not gonna touch my eyes and just be very mindful to not touch your face. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of the recommendations, and very much know that that's true. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that's um, it's good, reasonable, reasonable. Yeah, it feels reasonable. We 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 already knew the first five were going to be the kind of things you could have in everyday life. Yeah, it's the second five. All right, I've got a good question on this one, medium level. Um, what's one mantra or habit that you feel changed everything? 
right? You know, we, we talked about a lot of different things, you know, making non-negotiables. We talked about, um, you know, the plus one, minus one, or some of the different challenges you have there. Is there one that you see that like really shifted into you into another level? One that maybe is from years ago or something that's just kind of keeping you going? <laughs> I can see, I can see you tearing up just a little bit. I'm feeling it. Yeah. This is great. This is, this is exactly this what is I exactly want. I'm like, want. we're in yeah. it. We're doing we're it. Doing, we're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mouth fails it. I, I, Your no. facial features are transforming before my eyes. And I know I'm making faces. So... <laughs> We're definitely doing a before and after. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Show. absolutely. I can feel a transformation happening. Yeah. So on the topic of transformation, I mean, the, the one that comes to mind is meditation mm. because for so long, and I know this is true for a lot of people, if you have like a, a powerful mind or just like a certain level of intelligence, the downside to that is that it's like a wild horse. That's just, it's wild. It's untamed. And it felt for so long, like my mind was a little bit over the place. Sometimes I had control over it. Sometimes it would just run its own show. And that caused issues, whether it's not being able to fall asleep at night or freaking myself out before big meet, uh, swim competitions. And the moment I started to meditate, it was like, oh, I have control over this. Mm. I am the master of my own consciousness. It doesn't, it's like I tamed the horse. And now it feels like it's my greatest asset. It's my greatest tool and I can deploy it. And so the moment I did that, it kind of like slowed everything down. I could see things more clearly and figure out where to go from there. Mm. When do you, do you, was there a specific meditation or a specific teacher who turned you on to meditation? I watched, uh, there's this guy, John Kabat-Zinn, who's like the godfather of, of meditation in the West. And he gave a talk at Google. And this is 2011. This is back when meditation was like, it wasn't cool yet. Yeah. Now meditation is cool. Yeah. Yoga had not taken the scene. I mean, it, it started in California maybe a little bit, but not Yoga not was here. starting to be cool, but meditation, I, I was still in 2011, there. I was self-conscious about telling people I meditated. Mm -hmm. I thought they might laugh at me. Mm -hmm. Nowadays. Now it's almost like the opposite. People would be like, well, You'd be self-conscious to tell people you don't meditate, I think. Yeah. I am totally at peace with that. The world has changed. But back then, I was skeptical. I thought it was only for Buddhist monks and all that stuff. Mm. And this guy goes to Google, gives a talk to a tech company and I was like, all right, this is legit. Let's give it a try. And with everything, I'm always like, well, I'm going to experiment with it. The 30 day challenge of five minutes a day of meditation. And on day 30, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. You see the theme here, 30 day challenges. Yep. The challenge, <laughs> the challenge theme that, that is, that is, uh, Phil Jorlea's life in, in many ways. Well, you can only know if, if a habit really works at least at two weeks, but ideally 30 days to have like data. And after 30 days, if you don't like it, Never do it again. Exactly. But you'll know for sure. Exactly. Do you still do five minutes? So you do longer or shorter? Yeah, it's a lot longer now. Um, but the meditation has changed. I don't do a lot of sitting meditation. I go on meditative walks. Mm -hmm. I do uh, meditation with binaural beats, this audio technology where I'm laying down. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do a lot of like mini meditations between meetings. So just like five deep breaths. Mm -hmm. So I meditate maybe like eight times a day in different formats. And sometimes it's five seconds. Sometimes it's an hour. Um and sometimes just going on a nice walk at the end of the day and just being with, with life, with the world. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Speaking of being in the world. <laughs> nice segue. We're, <laughs> we're going to go to the high desert. The high <laughs> desert. The, uh, this is a 
Tick Hot Masala. So I, I would imagine this is maybe inspired by more of the um, the kind of uh, Indian culture in terms yes. of sorts, right? This, this is probably that it's going to have maybe a flavor profile of uh, some of the hotter dishes that you might taste or experience out in um, in India. Um, which, by the way, like Indian food could go Ooh. next level. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's some there's some intensity there. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna see if I. I almost like want to prep more for the next one. So get, uh, get your endorphins yeah. rocking before. Yeah, it's almost like I feel like it. It needs. It needs to be. I need it. Do a quick meditation. <laughs> yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, exactly. I need a quick, quick meditation on this. Like, <sighs> I am at one with the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the hot All masala. Right. Namaste. Namaste. Exactly. Oh yeah, you guys I got are making the sauce it. directly on the tongue on that one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is the first one that's actually this one's hot, really hot. Mm. And this mm. was number what? It was number six. We oh. That, oh my! You guys called it. You guys said the first five. First would be five are normal. Are they're hot, but oh, normal hot. This is this is fucking burning. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I'm eating the rest of the chicken wing because it's helping. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's also good. Oh, that's what's hard when it's delicious, but also very hot. All right, let's roll into the question mm. while, I'm, while I'm in an altered state of consciousness. All right. Oh. Who do you feel that is alive today will be written about in the history books? Damn, Sean Evans, <laughs> channeling those powerful questions. Who is alive? Alive today will be written about in the history books. I mean, we 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 always hear these stories of um, uh, MLK or Gandhi mm. or you know all these people past George Washington, whoever it is, right? Who do you think we're going to be talking about well in the future when we're gone? Wow, wow, I cannot think. My bre- my mind is blank. <sighs> my mouth is on fire. If anyone is next level, yeah. Don't know I'm going to dab the next one, I'll tell you. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh, going for the milk no. now. For I'll, I'll look, I'll, I'll, I'll join you in solidarity on the milk. So I feel like this is a Martin Garrix moment. I just like, <laughs> it takes, like, I... It takes a second. Yeah. I've got oat milk. Phil's got his good, trusty old milk and cookies milk. Oh, it's just that's a good two percent. Wow! Holy shit! So, oh, oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay, we're in it. This yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I feel right. like I'm in hot ones. Yeah, this, is, this is serious. Okay. So, what's the question again? <laughs> what do you think? Well, is live today will be written about in the history books. Okay, so what I see happening in the world right now is, especially in the COVID era, uh, vaccine passports, there's definitely a tightening up of, of restriction of government control and, and the authority. And so I think what we're going to see over the next 10 years that's going to be game-changing and be written about is those who are going to be willing to speak up against that and those who create systems, cryptocurrency might be one, where we just create a system to, to kind of liberate ourselves from the, the tightening grip. So I don't know if I can name anything in particular, 
but those who will kind of not so much fight for freedom, Mm. but create a system of freedom outside the norm that will literally be the future Mm. for those of us who choose to to go there. The next 10 years is ripe red opportunity. And and I certainly hope I get to support uh, and be, uh, you know, the secret Mm. weapon of some of those people. The conciliary behind those. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's a, is, I mean, maybe part of that answer is Satoshi Nakamoto, yeah. part of the inventor of Bitcoin, who, yeah. we, who nobody knows who it is. At, that that came moment. to my mind. I was going to say that name. I was like, but we don't know who that is. No, but, but that's okay. That be is, I mean, I, as, put it this way, it's a symbol. It's a symbol. Yeah. It's, a, it's an archetype of, of someone who did that 100% selflessly. Mm-hmm. Like, literally did not want any personal credit, any... Yeah. And I think maybe that's a shift that's happening too. Maybe some of the best leaders are going to do it from a place of like, this is not about me. This is about the movement. This is about the technology. Yeah. I'm just an instrument. Yeah, maybe um, one of the, maybe the answer to that is also like a LGBTQ flag, right? Like, mm-hmm. a, and that, that whole movement or the Me Too movement, these are these have become leaders in our modern day. Uh, and so not all of them have to be people, but sometimes movements. I think I think we are moving into an era where it's less going to be about the savior, the, the Jesus, the Buddha, the MLK, and more about the movements and, and humans coming together mm. um, and, and, and doing it more as a community, like a, a world-changing community rather than a world-changing icon. Mm. Wise. Wise. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help us move through this pain by, by maybe adding a little bit more pain. Hotter than L. <laughs> Hotter than El Crote. I, I would imagine it means like, it, it literally says love burns. Love burns. Which uh, I've got deep love <laughs> for, for, for many people in my life. But uh, I hope, <laughs> I hope that this is uh, maybe as soft as that love <laughs> in some ways. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm not that hopeful. All right. So we're not dabbing this one? I don't know. I, I mean, look, we're, the tradition is normally last dab. Yeah. I'm definitely not dabbing the next one. I feel yeah, I'll like... do a baby dab. Baby dab. Baby dab. All right. I regret it. Okay. Baby dab. It's almost like... Yeah. You touch it. Here. I'll, I'll, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll come... All right. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, I felt that one instant mm. in terms of flavor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We're definitely hitting eight and a half, maybe. What What do you rate this? Mm. I'll give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and literally our last wing before the before the bomb. <coughs> mm. All right, this is maybe in honor of that of that transition. What's one thing that scares you at the moment, mm. and do you plan on facing it? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my nose is running. <laughs> Just don't touch your face. Remember yeah. that. At least the eyes. <clears throat> All right. Definitely getting some oat milk in there. So uh, I could answer a lot of things because a lot of things scare me. Um, and they also all excite me. Uh, there's nothing in my life I'm going to undertake if it doesn't scare me and excite me because why am I going to? But the thing that's coming to mind is... Uh, 
I'm really committed and inspired to, to, to build a relationship, to meet a woman, have a girlfriend, and, and to kind of settle down in L.A. for a little while. And so that's a, that's a big change of lifestyle for me. So I'm mostly very excited and, and super looking forward to it and also recognizing that my, my life is going to change in big ways and inviting that in after being the kind of single digital global nomad, live in one place, have a girlfriend, and deepen that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely has a scary element, but mostly just lots of love and excitement. And so you also answered that you're definitely going to face it because you're you're planning on grounding down post here going to L.A. Oh, it's literally my number one priority in my life moving forward. It's finding a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right now, like my I'm number one priority heart is trying a- not to die. Not going to lie, the thing that scares me at this moment, and I am going to face it, is this next sauce. Holy shit. Wow. I'm feeling it on my lips. Yeah, your face is is changing. I'm sure mine is as well. (laughs) Oh, it is. You definitely got a little redder in the face, I'll tell you that. Um, Like a nice little smile. Oh, yeah, yeah. You move the... Oh man, that's the least like, of his yeah. concerns this is, right this now. Is, this is um, this is the one where my my former traumas, maybe from like ten years ago, or <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm feeling really, really triggered. <laughs> okay. All right, are we going on a healing journey or what? Got yeah. this healing journey. This is exactly <laughs> yeah. This is on the back once this is over. Yes, okay. Well, after I feel like I'm gonna have over. to wipe down these mics after too, like because yeah, <laughs> like tomorrow I'm gonna go get on a Zoom call and all of a sudden I'm going to touch it and touch my face and be like, ah! And your next podcast gets cut here and just starts coughing. Yeah, it's like, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Whew. Okay, yeah, I'm right. not dabbing the... Because my I mouth am... my mouth is actually... Okay, that one, I changed my answer to an 8.5. Yeah. Maybe a 9. It was a, it was a delayed... It was a little bit of a me. delay. I am definitely not dabbing this one. No, no. Are we doing this? Oh, my God. We're doing this. This is the moment. Two seconds of insane courage coming right <laughs> Two up. Two seconds of insane courage. Just do it. For a lifetime of glory. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> it was exactly memories? that taste. Yeah. At least you knew it was coming this time. <laughs> it gets hotter. That's what I'll say. Mm. Finish the whole thing on that one. We are mm. eating these whole wings. Like, oh. You're going to go all the way? Yeah, you, you guys are doing really good. We're doing You're it. Eating wow. the whole wing. Yeah. I, I like Honestly, I think I, could, I couldn't get to where you guys are right now. Because I haven't had wings in like a year. I'm so pumped to be eating wings. I'm like, rah, 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 rah. And what would you say hit. feels harder right now, eating these wings or run, if you had to run a marathon? <laughs> uh, I, I would take this. Yeah? Really I wouldn't go run a marathon. marathon right now. I don't know. Okay. I'm happy for the, with this experience. Whew. All right. My question, and I saved this one for a very a tough wing, and you definitely feel it, um, is how do you balance uh, between routine and spontaneity? One of the things I find is so admirable of the way that you are is you have a lot of amazing um, routines, habits, yeah. things that you do every day, things you do every morning. We've spoken a ton about it. How do you balance that with like this random adventure, somebody inviting you to onto something like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, my and, God. 
<laughs> I just inhaled so deeply. <laughs> so that is a great question because that's what it's all about. It's finding the balance and it's, it's not being in the extreme. So I've mastered the routines <laughs> and I've learned that I, I need to just inject spontaneity. So for me, what that looks like is, is having that my, my, my habits locked in for the morning <laughs> and at night and in the middle of the day having periods that are just uh, what, what, what Dave and I call God time. So it's just like literally a moment. It's like, oh, I have nothing on the menu for two hours and just checking in with myself what feels most inspiring, exciting, intriguing and in doing that uh, and really tapping into the moment. So there's periods of the day that are, if you came and hung out with me from 6 till 9 a.m., you would see the same damn thing every morning. But there's moments during the day where it's it's totally open for um, for inspiration. Wow. I can't believe you fucking answered that. <laughs> I feel like every time I breathe, it's getting hotter. Mm. Okay. Wow, this is the moment where I'm like afraid. I'm like, I'm already burning. It's scary to do another How dose. Do we, have left? we have two. So this is, by the way, the sauce that we just did, which I forgot to show. I feel like I'm healing. I feel like it was worse in my mind. It's hot. It's fr it's like healing journey. It's probably really worse because you weren't expecting it, and that's yeah. a hot hot. We've one. been prepping mentally for this for literally yeah. weeks and now, build, and literally building seven wings deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. If you went from zero to this, if you go zero to hundred like that, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was crying. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now again? you're not crying. You're I'm just not crying, sweating from everywhere. I'm close. You're crying <laughs> from your forehead. De definitely. All right. <laughs> so Scorpion we're rolling on. disco. Karma sauce. <laughs> this is Phil's favorite It's literally one. written at the top, fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I wouldn't want to incorporate, uh, incorporate meeting a scorpion out in the desert. This one is where we, we, we hit the... Trinidad Scorpion, the Ghost Pepper, the Chocolate Habanero, and the Seven Pot Primo. Um, none of those sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that Ghost Peppers themselves are some of the hottest peppers on the planet. So, um, definitely not dabbing this one either. Yeah. But, um, oh, I feel like that, that, one, nice that one feels like, oh, get, wait, wait, hold on. We need to get in. We need a close up of that. I feel like that one's got... Seriously baked in sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Good luck. We did not go lightly on this. For sure. Um, I feel like this could be the moment right here. Mm -hmm. All right. The moment? Oh, getting hiccups a little the bit. The moment. I know, Kyler was talking you. about that. Scorpion disco. All right. Scorpion Cheers, disco. Scorpion disco. Woo! Does it feel like a disco? <laughs> Is this what you it thought? It makes me want to dance industry? a little bit. <laughs> I would love to see both of you dance. Slight delay. That would be. I'm impressed you guys are eating the full wing because honestly, yeah. I could not. I just have to. I feel like I have 10 seconds. Where I can do anything before it starts burning, so I'm just showering it down. Yeah. And I, then slowly dying over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Two seconds of courage, yep. right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, definitely a two seconds of courage. Okay. 
like scenario. (laughs) (sighs) 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 Very manly noises happening. (laughs) If you had to do one thing differently in your life up to this moment, what would you say that might be and what would you change? Man, this is like existential shit, bro. <laughs> oh. yeah, great I, tried to go, I tried to go with Sean Evans level questions. And <laughs> once I were like, it's very hard to think. And you're already in this like endorphin state where you're like. <clears throat> I'm going to appreciate watching a hot ones even more. Because now like, <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Totally. So uh, if I could change one thing. <sighs> I mean, I will say that like it's a core pill in my life to like. I, I literally don't have regrets. I I just believe everything's either win or like a lesson. So, I, I, I know that, and that's why I feel like I have to ask you the question. So I, I will still answer it, of course. Yeah. <sighs> um, what I would do is from – well, this is my answer that's coming up right now in my overheating brain. Once I got in business school when I was 18 years old, I would have already thought about entrepreneurship, studying that, and thinking like an entrepreneur, and, and maybe even uh, – not skipping college altogether because I had so much fun on the social side of things, but recognizing that all the big business stuff and everything that was taught in business school back in those days, at least, mm-hmm. was not going to help me. Completely irrelevant. And I ended up having to learn it later on. But if I'd learned that when I was 18, that would have been game changing. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like 95% of what I le- learned in university was pretty useless. Uh, I had a great time. Don't regret it, but I would, I would change that uh, in, a, in a huge way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, I had the beauty of actually having that exact because I had the juxtaposition of being an entrepreneur and going to school full time. Yeah. And so I had both of those um, experiences. And so it was very visceral. Like it was like it was live in the moment where I saw like, you know, this doesn't really apply. And then here's the real world street smarts. Yeah side of things and and how that played out (laughs) it's it's harder to talk it's harder to talk it's physically painful to talk (sighs) i feel like i have like a compression in my ears too like there's almost like as if i was like scuba diving (laughs) and it's just like 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 oh anyway i can't hear as well (sighs) results may vary yeah (laughs) exactly Results may vary, very, very deep. Yeah. All All right. right. So, (laughs) Apollo, the last last dab. We're dabbing. We are definitely dabbing. dabbing. Yeah. We're definitely dabbing. This is made with the Apollo pepper. Um, Apparently, the last dab of Apollo is the world's only hot sauce made with the Apollo pepper. The new hottest pepper from the Guinness World Record holding... Chili breeder smoking Ed Curry. The Apollo pepper channels the sun's energy to bring new levels of flavor and heat to the worlds of super hots. Live the hot ones tradition. Did you say the sun's energy? Yeah. It says Did you say the world en- of super hots? Yeah. Is that, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. The sun yeah. energy to bring the new levels of flavor to and heat to the world of super hots. So that's a thing. There's a hot sauce and yeah. there's super I'm hots. I'm actually, I'm still reading correctly. <laughs> Is it level heat level ten on ten? Just to just get that there. The heat level ten on ten. I'm sure the Scoville meter is, is popping off in every way. 
Uh, yeah, we are definitely dabbing. Or at least I feel I am. vulnerable right now. I, I feel like I'm like a wounded bird. Guest and I... does the honors. Ooh. A wounded bird. Yes. Well, guys, after this, a big pat on the back. <sighs> yes. Yeah, we're definitely. Oh, yeah, we'll end with a pat on the back. I love that. Oh, God damn. So I said the standard. So that's what we're going for. You guys are crazy. Oh, my God. TYL. You want to get in there to see uh, how much sauce he's pouring on? Mm-hmm. Let's go in. Okay. Let's get right in. Okay. All right. All right. We dab. The dab is there. The dab is there. Yeah, I see it. All right, we're going right in. Cheers. Cheers. Good luck. See you on the other nice, side. Nice knowing you both. See you on the other side. <laughs> I oh. feel the dab instantly. And if you feel it instantly... You know that 30 seconds later, uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. First of all, mad respect to Sean Evans, who does this every time. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Holy. So, I'm going to go off script here on the laugh and stab. You said your highest priority in life right now is to call in the one. What would you say are three characteristics? Let's seed this out there, put it out there, and then manifesting into the world. In this altered state of yeah, consciousness. Yeah, this altered state of consciousness where our endorphins are flooding through your brains. You're feeling peak heatness, peak everything. What are the three characteristics you are looking for in the woman that will come into your life, into your dreams. Okay. Well, I... Oh, shit. I'll call it... I'll give you four. Mm. And this is something I've had in my mind for a long time. The four S's. Um, I want her to be spiritual, to have a spiritual life, to be connected um, spiritually, to be sexy, physically attractive, Someone I can connect to on that level, smart, uh, very intelligent, and uh, sweet. Very caring, very sweet, very loving, and uh, spiritual, sexy, smart, and sweet. That's mm. what I'm calling it. And maybe a little spicy. <laughs> 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 you literally took away from her, but I was, like, I was like, I feel like I'm going to add a fifth this one, and it's spicy, Apollo-level spicy. I mean... All right, and, and, and you know, in Hot Ones tradition, the floor is yours. Any last words of wisdom, anything you want to sign off with, anything you want to promote, anything you want to talk about, anyone, uh, anything you want to just point to people to you. Well, hey, while we're on the topic, I look forward to the moment where I'm watching this with my future girlfriend. So, hi, hi. Uh, I'm excited to spend time with you and watch this with you. Mm. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> 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 Yes. <laughs> All right. Stay away from the eyes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll do a little quick sign off here. Um, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I mean, I know this is a very different kind of episode or podcast episode that we've got here. Special edition, hot one style. 
Again, shout out to uh, Sean Evans and all the work they're doing there. I do go recommend going to hit subscribe on their channel. Go and check it out. Some of the interviews that they do there, but also going to check out some of the work that Phil does in the world. I know he's on social media. <laughs> not really a website kind of guy, but um, there's definitely places you can find him. There's definitely these videos. You can give co comments or leave comments in the, in, the, in the description down below. I can't even <laughs> speak right now. Look, you can hit the subscribe button because look, if you made it to this point in the video, you know damn well we entertained you. You know damn well we had a good time. And you know damn well that uh, we deserved it. We deserved, We earned your subscribe. So, And you know that these sauces are staying in the studio. So there might be another <laughs> might show. Be There's still some hot sauce left in the bottles. There is definitely hot sauce left. And I, I think there might be a repeat with the right person. <laughs> so uh, that being said, thank you so much for your love and support. Hit that like button. Leave some comments for any questions for your Phil or I or anything like that. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. And also, thank you. Big shout out to Kyler and Aaron for helping out with this whole production. I really appreciate you all. I really appreciate the entire support on all of this. And uh, here's to conquering the uh, the bomb trauma. Boom. Give yourself a pat in the back. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good job. Good job. Good job. Uh, uh. Ooh, that was fun. Thank Just a you quick guys. close up on, uh, on Mark's face. Mm. Show his sweat. <laughs> I'm definitely sweating. The warrior after battle. I'm definitely, definitely sweating. Glad I didn't have to get up and do a lap. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It was the perfect level where I was like legit. I mean, my mouth is still on fire. Yeah. And it made thinking harder. Yeah. But it never got to a point where it's like, okay, now this sucks. It was but. easy. It was easier than I thought. And respect. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. It was, it's easier than I thought and respect. And I feel like this is, I, I legit imagine that that's how it is for people there. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I can imagine the sauces are sometimes maybe a little bit fresher, so there's maybe a little bit more sting to it, like, because th these are a little crispier, so the sauces are baked in. But we went for dabs in the middle there. And, and we, we put more on, on We every put more right when we pull them out, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was serious. It, yeah. it, if, it was, if it was any hotter, it would have been, like, really hard, like... First of all, your face was cracking me up because yeah. you're like <laughs> contorted. And man, it is hard. And like answering a tough question yeah. Yeah. with that an audience, really unprepared, question. when your mouth is on fire. I mean, that's what yeah, makes it, Hot it, One such a good show. It's a great show. Yeah. really life altering questions there, too. Like, really deep. What would you change in your life? Oh my God, let me scan through every decision I've ever made. Well, I had to go with Hot I had to do prep. I had to do prep work. Like, oh, Sean, this I Okay. And I think, I mean, w w with with interviews in general, you just have, like, first first thought, best thought. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not going to start to overthink, especially... And your answers were amazing. Yeah. And your answers were truly really amazing. And the fact that you had, it, you literally had the four S's and then added that well, fifth S is, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you still go back, because it's funny, because after I said that, I was, like, a little bit self-conscious of, like, oh, like, I feel kind of like, oh, I, that was, like, vulnerable. And maybe I could have said something, because he doesn't, like terrify me but there's some fear maybe I had. so that was still like i was present but 12 percent of my mind was like and i'm glad that you brought it back and i feel like now we like completed that loop mm. and then there will be that moment in the future where i'm like talking to her from from this like oh <laughs> i love i love that i love that this will be a future date in your in your reality 100 you know I mean? like, and i'll do i have a small role to play in this and i'll just tell her like hey i just want to show you something really fun i did a few and i won't tell her what happens <laughs> and then she'll get a shout out yeah from past phil amazing
<laughs> I'm, I'm qualified for all of these things. Totally. Totally. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, much love. Yes. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Super fun. And if you ever do it at Amaran, I might I might come in as just like a moral support. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I'll come in the, in the consigliere role. <laughs> the exactly. Future consigliere of the of the next Hopkins episode. Yeah, All right. Do it. See you later.